What's up, everybody? This is Sydney, and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. Y'all know me. I'm your host, Sean, and my co-host, Sydney. What up? What up? So, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about our uh, second round NBA playoff um, predictions. Um, we got NFL coming up on Tuesday, so if you want to just touch on the second round for a few minutes um, and what we saw in the first round and everything went about as we picked for the most part. Um, I know yep. we both had a city um, and that went seven. So that, you know, that could have went either way. Um, yep. But what do you think about the playoff matchups right now? Was there anything different that you would have picked that we got to pick earlier, like before the game started? Um. No, uh, I would have I would have picked Lakers in six, um, Boston in about six. Um, the Clippers I would have took in six or seven. I do really like that Denver team, and then I would have took Milwaukee in seven. Uh, Milwaukee could still win in seven. Don't see it playing out that way, but it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> so and, that's and definitely in this environment that. That's the best chance to not have to travel. Yeah. Together a good one tonight. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? If they win tonight, they right back in it. Like you, you, you've taken confidence from Miami at that point to where you could you could really reel off and and win in seven. But that's that's been the biggest surprise so far uh, in the playoffs in general is the fact that Miami went up three zero on on the Bucks in the manner that they did. Mm-hmm. Um and then the game that the Bucks do pull off is one where Giannis doesn't play for about three quarters. I saw you tweet uh, the other day how long before people start saying all the Bucks better without Giannis, and um, I, I think he's got to he's got to figure it out as far as how he can contribute in the playoffs mm-hmm. um, because it, because it's so different in the regular season. Everybody knows what's coming for two weeks. Uh, yeah. So it's a, to prepare for him and, and the way they're using him um i don't know that it's the the best thing for him because every time he takes a three-pointer you let miami off the hook you know what i'm saying so like yeah. that's not his best skill set um but anyway this team has been weird since being in the bubble in general uh but i'm sorry you were gonna say them with him with with Giannis specifically too like i look at him and especially once we get to the playoffs and like you say a opponent is only worried about your team for seven games, you know? And I look at it and I say, well, what's the difference between Giannis and Russell Westbrook or Giannis and Ben Simmons? Mm-hmm. There is no difference. He's just bigger than them. Right. Well, what it takes to stop them is still the same. Look, you want to pull up these jumpers all game, then do so, because we're mm-hmm. not letting you in the lane. But the thought was that Milwaukee had enough shooters and, and playmakers around him that they would be able to survive that, and that hasn't been the case so far. It's weird. I feel far more comfortable about the roster around Giannis than I did ever for Russell Westbrook or the current one for the Philadelphia 76, and and, and only because him and Embiid need to occupy the same space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's... That's why they felt like a different team. And then you, you you think about the fact that 
everybody, they had so much versatility, so much shooting, so much playmaking that it's just, it's so weird that they've turned into a completely different team since being in Orlando. Exactly. And, and I think after seeing the game that they were able to pull off, you start thinking, well, maybe either Chris Middleton is choosing not to be as aggressive as he should be, or they're just mm-hmm. not trusting him to. And you know what's interesting, though? And I, I want to ask you a question because I because you know I don't like the Heat. So I yeah. want to make sure I'm not being biased. Them being up 3-1 on the Bucks feels far more about the Bucks than it is about Miami. Would you agree? It's, it's 50-50. Because Miami, Miami is executing the exact game plan that it would take to win. But as we just discussed, Milwaukee has the players and they have the talent around them to mm-hmm. overcome that. And they just haven't been playing up to the level that they need to to overcome that. Yeah. So, yeah, Miami is doing what they need to do. They're, they're, they're executing the perfect game plan, but Milwaukee is helping them by not being able to actually execute in the manner that they should be. Yeah. All right, well, we got hung up on a team that's going to get eliminated. I don't want to get too that much into that. But, uh, you know, I, I would have picked the Raptors in seven. Uh, that's still a chance for that. That was that was going to be my pick just because I don't, I don't feel like they're – like we talked about a couple weeks ago, it doesn't feel like there's a wide gap between the Raptors. I just mm-hmm. like the roster better. Yeah. Um, so I would have gone with the, the Raptors in seven. Um, I, I was – before the series started, I was taking Lakers in five mm-hmm. uh, over Houston. We'll see how that plays out, but it's starting to feel like a six-game series. Uh, and then the Nuggets, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by their competitiveness with the Clippers. Um, obviously, besides game one, they, they were exhausted coming off a seven-game series. Um, but I was taking Clippers in five. Uh, that That's another one that feels like another six-game series. But my, my picks haven't changed, though, as far as it just the get the amount of games feels longer, but yeah. I was always taking Lakers, Clips, Clippers, Bucks, Bucks, Raptors, just the top two seeds in both conferences. Um, and so I we're still on track for Clippers, Lakers, obviously, no Bucks, but um, we'll see what happens with the Raptors, yeah, yeah. And um, the best series so far, once again, besides game one. Seems to be Clippers and the Nuggets, um. Mm-hmm. But what I I was when we, I was watching the game last night and I saw how Paul George and Patrick Beverly they were able to really kind of disturb Jamal Murray in a way that he wasn't in that first round. If he can't overcome that, then they don't have a shot. And you know, watching Paul George last night and and listening to him talk after the game about how. I, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago on the show why I think that there was something mentally with Paul George, like how I talk about with Westbrook, how Chris Paul's going through it mm-hmm. or went through it. And hearing him talk last night about how he just needed to relax. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that is, I, I'm telling you, because he's too good a player to be to always be putting up the numbers that he does when, when it comes this time of year. And so I, I love Paul George. I love his game. Um, his defense, his three-point shooting. He just he he's so smooth when he's playing. Yeah. It's just he's one of my favorite players in the league. Um 
you know, so I, I'm. It would be nice to see him win a championship or something if they end up getting there. Let's not go that far. Uh, continue. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't, and obviously, I don't like the Clippers, but that team is a good team. And the best thing about it, to me, just watching them, even when it's annoying at times, is the confidence that they not only have in themselves, but that they have in each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montrez Harrell and Patrick Beverly and Morris and all those other guys. Like, it's not... It, it doesn't come down to, look, Kawhi and Paul George, and that's it when it comes to this team. Like, they really have confidence in their role players in order to be able to secure victories over there. There really is nothing about that team I don't like except Patrick Beverly. You know, yeah. that, that's the only thing. And, it, and, and it's not even that I don't like him as a basketball player. I don't like what he represents as a basketball player. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how uh, he, he's, he's an irritant. But... Yeah. So, you know, that, that that is single-handedly the only reason I would want them to lose. Other than, you know, I just think the Lakers are a better team. I want to see LeBron get more rings. But um, anyway, uh, I'm going to get sidetracked again. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, the only, uh, the only game, uh, the only matchup that's, potentially, well, no, there's two of them. Milwaukee, Miami, they play again tonight. Now it'll be game five. And then um, Toronto, Boston tomorrow, that's what now, 3-2? Yeah. Yeah, so those may be wrapping up soon. But Lakers, Portland, that's just one. I mean, Lakers, Houston, that's just 1-1. One, one. We still got a while on that one. Um, awards, was there anything? We still haven't named MVP. I'd be shocked if it's not Giannis. Um, but was there anything award-wise that caught you off guard or you didn't agree with? Uh, I, I, I know you said that, uh, John Morant, you thought that that one should have been a hundred to one, the voting, but, uh, I was honestly surprised that it wasn't a little bit closer just because the way people had started to hype up Zion so much. And, and I, not that I disagree with John Morant winning, cause I thought he should, should win it going away. I yeah. just know. Yeah, people were so excited about the four and a half basketball games Zion played that they wanted to take it away from John Morant. Uh, but honestly, no, just uh, we talked a little bit about defensive player of the year, how we didn't think okay. that that yeah. was that. Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't agree with that at all. I don't know. I don't know what that was. I don't know if that's – I was about to say it can't be popularity because, I like, I don't know what – how that ended up playing out in that manner. Um, but yeah, all the rest of awards seem fitting. Um, I did want to ask you one more thing about basketball before we moved on to the NFL. The Steve Nash hire. What did you feel about that? Um, I just, it's so weird because I'm always complaining about coaches being recycled in the NBA. That seems to happen far more in the NBA than it does in the NFL. Uh, like people were already firing and hiring Mike D'Antoni before they even finished that season with Oklahoma City. It drives me crazy that that, that's how that goes when there's no room for growth. But at the same time, I don't know that I like, all right, you've been around a successful organization. Let's just make you a head coach. Like, what? Like, that, that that seems very random and out the blue. 
Um, but if it works, it works. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it definitely caught me off guard, as it seems to have caught a lot of people off guard. Um, like you say, I don't really agree with the mindset of, like you say, you've been around a successful organization, so let me make you a head coach. Or you are a great point guard or a great player, let's make you a head coach. Right. Um, especially when it comes to now these guys that are being put in those positions are basically peers of the players who they end up coaching. Right. And I really, I really, I'm really not a fan of having your peer as your head coach. But like mm -hmm. you said, if it works, it works. You know, those players are entitled to a say-so. I just felt like they were, if for that situation, there were better candidates uh, that could lead to actual championships. And I'm not questioning Steve Nash's basketball mind, like what he knows about coaching the game, because who knows? I, I yeah. don't know what. It just feels like you're skipping steps. Yeah. You know? And nobody's assistant, nobody's, you know, a head coach in college or anything like that, or, or even any, at any level has he been a head coach or even a top assistant. And it's just like, let's just try it, whatever. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I don't like that. Um, so anyway, on to NFL. Um, so when I was doing my research for this, um, thinking about all of the, the different playoff teams, um, it feels so much better to trying to be deciding between the wild card teams, uh, the, the four or five that are on the bubble or whatever, that'll make the last couple wild card spots, it, it feels like so much more room with it being three wild card teams as opposed to two. Uh, and it's, it's amazing how much differently my playoffs, when I'm looking at the division and I'm going, what teams can make it, it just feels easier to pick with that extra spot. I and When I first saw that they were adding a team and it was only going to be the one top seed that got a first round bye, mm -hmm. I didn't love it, but then I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? This doesn't change a whole lot, and yeah. it makes that fight for that number one seed that much more important. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually like it a lot. Um, and even and even with it being seven teams now, um, I didn't. I, when I was going through the NFC, I didn't really have any issues picking out my top seven and being like, oh, this is who I think going to be in the playoffs. But when I did the AFC, I still got to that seventh seed and was like, man, it could be out of either. It could be out of two teams, you know, yeah. uh, which, once again, it just makes it more exciting down the stretch, you know. But I didn't see it as, you know, that clear cut when it came to the AFC. It's interesting that you had more trouble find, filling that last spot for the AFC than for the NFC because – I, I just I feel like there are ten good teams in the NFC. It feels like that every year. That mm -hmm. good teams in the NFC. And while some of the top teams feel that much better, I had a little more trouble weeding out the last spot for the NFC because it's like if this were the AFC, this would be easy. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm interested to see our, our NFC conversation. But you want to start with your AFC picks? Yeah, let's start with the AFC. Um, <clears throat> and I'll just give it to you one through seven, how I have them. Um, okay. One is the Chiefs. Number two, I have the Ravens. 
Then I have the Bills, the Colts, um, the Browns, the Texans, and then the Steelers. Okay. Um, and once again, that's their seventh one. I went back and forth between the Steelers and the Titans. Um, the Titans didn't get any worse over, you know, the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the Steelers didn't get too much better either. Um, but it, it's something about that Titan team that's kind of unconventional for today's game. And I feel like it's 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 only gonna work. It's not gonna work consistently. What they're yeah. trying to do over there. So I kind of feel like, oh, it worked out for them last year, but will they be able to repeat that success in that same fashion? You know, following up another year, and I don't really think so. And the Steelers outperformed what everybody thought they would after they lost Big Ben last year, yeah. uh, and getting him back, and if he could stay healthy. Uh, a second season in that um, in that system for Mika Fitzpatrick, um, yeah, I, I, I that that's what ended up being a deciding factor in me taking the Steelers over the Titans. So, my mine, I'll give you one through seven: Chiefs, Ravens. We we're in agreement there. I don't think there's anything to really talk about there. The only different team that I had in the playoffs that you didn't is the Titans. Um, over the Colts, and that's not something that I feel like is that different. Um, I could definitely see the Colts making the playoffs now with a better quarterback. Um, and then I have Buffalo as the four seed, um, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Texans as my three wild card teams. Now I, I'm, I'm far more confident in the Steelers just because, even though it's been a year since we saw Ben Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he's a quarterback that can be trusted, but I'm more I'm more interested in that defense than yeah. I am that they have the off on offense because um, the, the defense feels really good. The Bills is the team that I'm the least confident about being their division winner, um, just because between them, the Dolphins and the Patriots doesn't feel like too much separation, and I don't trust Josh Josh Allen as much as everybody else might. Um, but they got a good defense too. So, um, and they now have a true number one receiver. Yes, that yeah. too. Uh, so we'll see how much that helps their offense. Um, and then Texans, Browns. I mean, those are the wild card teams. I feel like I feel like the Browns just having a better head coach um, will will improve their chances to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um... So what shocked me about your pictures now is I thought you were a bigger fan of the Texans than what you obviously are going into this season. I thought you would have had them winning their division. Um, and then the thing about the AFC East, the crazy, the crazy thing about the AFC East is, like you just said, the Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Bills, they don't seem like there's too much difference between those four teams. But if it wasn't for the opt-outs that came uh, due to COVID for the Patriots, I feel like the Patriots would have still won this division. Yeah. The only thing about the Texans that I have any confidence in really is uh, is Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, J.J. Wilde, who knows what we'll get from him, but the the coach is really like 
the the reason the question mark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I, the roster is uh, the roster is not that much different. Obviously, they they gave away Hopkins, but they got three decent wide receivers now. But I just I think they're a playoff team. I and like I said, I if it were the Colts, it wouldn't shock me. Like that, you know, yeah. they don't. Feel, that's why I have them as the seventh team because it. They, I'm, I'm not that confident in them. Yeah. Um. Anything else AFC related? No, what, not. Before we get to the NFC picks, um, contracts were given out like crazy over the weekend. What did you think about that between Deshaun Watson, Tre'Davious White, Clowney going to Tennessee, um, and what else? Hopkins got a new deal today. Yeah. Um, and Adrian Peterson to Detroit. Those are uh, five or we, six I can think of off top. We can get to the Detroit thing when we talk about uh, Detroit. But uh, I don't feel like there wasn't <laughs> any money that I was like, really? Yeah. You know, you know um, it, it just was funny to see the number difference between Watkins and Mahomes. Uh, just because I know I know my homes is far longer, but yeah. uh, Watson is in that in that top tier of quarterbacks to me. Um, not obviously there's nobody on my homes level, but uh, it it didn't it doesn't feel like the, when you look at the numbers and you look at the gap between the talent, it's like dang, you know, like, yeah, came in at a hundred and something, and I'm like, well. Mahomes got half a billion. That's yeah. kind of weird. Uh, uh, but no, that there wasn't anything that I that I felt was egregious or anybody that didn't earn their money. Um, I was listening to, I guess we were talking to reporters, Deshaun Watson after he signed his deal, and he was emotional and everything, of course, understandably. But it was it was kind of it kind of caught me off guard. Um, how he was so appreciative to the owners of Houston for giving him an opportunity and believing in him and having confidence in him and things like that, and, which is cool and everything. But all I could think of was, man, you earned this. Like, they um, was, like you was in national championship games and they was doubting you and you came, man, you earned this. Like, and right. I can't forget that him and Mahomes came out in the same draft. I forget that. Like, right. I, for some reason, I think Deshaun Watson is older than that for whatever reason. Probably because yeah. he's in Houston like crazy, but yeah, so that's that's crazy to me. Um, the clowny deal. The best part about the clowny deal was what New Orleans was willing to do to get him, um, and them being basically stopped by the league in the attempt to do so, which makes them the second team that I root for that had a deal stopped for foolishness. But is is it was cool to see, to have brought to light how creative New Orleans tries to get when it comes to making their deals when they're always up against the cap, which, you've known, which we've known they've been doing for years, but being able to actually read and see in details exactly what they were trying to do, that was cool. I did see that... Um... Oh man, don't I was it Baltimore? I I can't remember at this moment in time, but I, I did read that 
they'll, that if the Saints had been allowed to do that, there was another team that was going to try to jump in and do the same thing. And I, I, I want to say it was Baltimore. Yeah. Um, that they were going to try to do a sign and trade with, but the league shut it down. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. All uh, right. Okay, so you can go NFC now. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Uh, okay, so, so, what you laughing at? Nothing, bro. Go ahead. All right, so, number one, one through seven, I got the Lions. I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> so, number one, I got the Saints, the Seahawks, uh, the Vikings, then the Cowboys. Um, that's my division winners. Wild cards are Bucks, 49ers, Rams. Okay. That's that's interesting because it wasn't what I was expecting from you. Uh but we're we're not much different on that at all. I have the Saints, Seattle, I have the Cowboys at three and the Vikings at four, and then I have the 49ers, the Bucks, and the Lions. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me tell you something before we get into all of this stuff. because well, I want to talk about our teams, of but yeah. um a lot of people have us as a dark horse. I have seen a lot of people having us as a dark horse um to make the playoffs. And that excites me, and I didn't want to I wanted to go into this as unbiased as possible, right? So when I'm thinking about the Rams, the Eagles, and the Lions, the Packers, too, just because, you know, I, I do think there'll be some regression to the mean with the Packers. Um, yeah. And so when I'm thinking about those teams for that final spot, the 49ers and the Bucks feel like the obvious wildcard picks. Yeah. Um, so then, so then it, it becomes the Eagles, the Lions, the Packers, and whatever other team surprises us for that final wild card spot. And I, and I started thinking about the fact that the Rams, while I don't know that I trust their quarterback that much, they have two players on defense that are the best in the league at their position. And so yeah. then I was if they get elite play from that um, versus what we think the Lions are going to be, I think that that's that'll end up being the final wild card team. I would love for it to actually be the Lions, but yeah. um, that's that's why I'm with that, and that's how that ended up being the seven teams that I'll go with. Now, when we get into the playoffs, it's, I, I, I got some stuff to say about how how this season will actually shake out, but um, when it comes to that, when it comes to the season, um, Outside of the NFC South, and maybe right up there with the NFC South, the NFC West is probably the hardest division in football. Yes. I That's think the West. Why it's so hard for me to see three teams making it out of there. Right. Um, especially with the play, especially if Arizona comes back playing how they played last year, uh, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. And they're able to be better on offense with another year with Kyle Murray. And now mm-hmm. you've added DeAndre Hopkins. And so so you're going to be able to get, which 
which they're already getting in there and being able to beat up the other teams in the division just because, look, we play y'all twice a year. We we know what to expect. We're familiar with y'all. But right. you, you're telling them that they're better. You're telling me that they're better now and they're going to be able to inflict a little bit, a little bit more will on those other three teams. Yeah. I, I It's hard for me to see three of them actually making it out of there. So you know, across the rest of the landscape, and to me, it really came down to it came down to three teams. It came down to Detroit, Green Bay, and Atlanta. But once again, the same thing that plays out with Atlanta plays out with is the same thing that plays out with the Rams or a third team coming out of the NFC West. Yeah. I haven't given Atlanta a second thought at all, honestly. Because I, when, I, when I think about the South, it's, it's Saints and Bucks on a different level. And then... Um, Atlanta, I, and I know I say every year Atlanta's a good team, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't. They didn't cross my mind when I was thinking about that final spot. The, you and, know, if it, and it's probably been because of the last two years. You know, uh, two years ago we were saying, man, Atlanta should have been in the playoffs, but all of the injuries. Right. And right, then right. Last year they came back, and we was like, well, what is this? Like, it's the same players, but it just don't. It don't feel right. It don't look right. So. I mean, like I like that that roster is still hella talented, and mm-hmm. I have faith that they can actually, you know, they won't look like they did last year again. I don't think. Yeah. Now, me, the Cowboys. Um, I'm. We only literally had one difference in our spot. We had I had the Cowboys as the fourth best uh, division winner, and you had the Vikings. So those two flip spots. But then the only other difference we had was the Rams and the 49ers. And that's crazy to think about when I when I told you before we started talking about this, um, when I'm looking across media, you know, ESPN, uh, and any of these things, any of these people who follow the NFL and are, are in media, everybody seems to have about these same 14 teams. Um, that, and and it, it's, it's not that different. And I did this, I did my my picks before I did the research. Yeah. Um, just how I felt, because I, I, I like to be ahead of that to make sure that I'm not just stealing what everybody else is saying. But yeah. um, it's interesting that, because me and you differ a lot in some of our sports takes, um, but to only have two different teams out of all 14, and and it for it to only be two wildcard teams, basically, the yeah. Colts and, and, and the Rams, like, not something that I could even go, well, what are you crazy? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like if if the Colts made it or the Lions made it, I don't think anybody would be shocked. Cause I um I honestly thought, just like I thought you would have had Houston winning a division, I thought you would have had San Francisco winning their division. And I thought we was gonna differ on that. Mm-hmm. Um but like you say, besides that, we're we're on the same page, which is unusual. Well, I guess not. Like you said, we agree more when it comes to football than basketball. Um, So, yeah, we're we're basically on the same page when it comes to that. Um, So, when I was thinking about the AFC playoffs, I switched to AFC and then I want to do AFC how I feel like it's going to shake out, then NFC, and then I want to talk about our teams. So, when I think about the AFC, um, I still do think 
very much like I have in, a, in the NBA. When I'm trying to come up with how these matchups will end up going, I still have the conference championships being the two best teams, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Um, that being the AFC matchup, and then, uh, and then I. And I think it's interesting. Uh, no, go ahead. I want you to talk about the AFC. What, you, what do you have in the yeah, AFC championship? Oh, um, yeah. I was just looking through it because I didn't look at first. But um, yeah, I mean, I still, I still have this naive faith in Cleveland because of the talent on that roster. Like, just, just looking at what we saw last year, what we're expecting to see this year, I agree with you, Chiefs, Ravens would probably be what I see in the conference finals. But if there was any team that I felt like could disrupt that, it would be Cleveland. As far as knocking out the Chiefs or knocking out the Ravens? Because I feel far more confident that they could eliminate the Ravens than I do about them eliminating the Chiefs. Really? Just because I feel the yeah. opposite way because, because defense is still a concern about the Chiefs. Last year they were able to pull out a game or two when it really mattered and stepped up defensively. But overall throughout this season, there were nothing but question marks about their defense. Hmm. And if I, if, if I think about it and I'm saying, man... Okay, Cleveland and Kansas City in a shootout. Could Cleveland win that? I'm telling myself, yeah. Or if I'm saying, okay, Cleveland make more stops on defense than Kansas City can, I think so. Hmm. But then when it comes to them playing the Ravens, it's like, damn, can they really score on them, you know, like that? Or yeah. can their defense keep up with Baltimore's defense? I don't think so. So I honestly think Cleveland may have a better chance in a in a matchup against uh Kansas City than Baltimore. Yeah. But as stated, if I if, if I'm picking my conference championship right now, it would be Kansas City and Baltimore. And and I and I would have Kansas City uh beating Baltimore. And represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. And so your NFC picks, as far as who you think will represent the conference or what the a the NFC conference championship would be. Okay, so I didn't do all this, so I'm actually about to talk this out while we look at here. So mm -hmm. I got the Saints as the number one seed, so they wouldn't even play Week One, and then we'd have Seattle. Against the Bucks? No, no, it would be Detroit. If you got if you got the Lions as the seventh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Bucks against Detroit, and then I'd be taking the Bucks. And then we'd have Seattle. No, not Seattle. Cowboys. Cowboys. Forty ers Forty ers and then. Am I doing it right? Yeah, and then Vikings. Bucks, right? Right. Yeah. And then I'll take the Bucks. And then that'll leave me with you you got this written out already? Oh, no, no. I'm written it just came out. up with your coffee Chevy's. 
Yeah. No, no, no. I don't have it written down, but I knew how I wanted, how I, how I would end up with the NFC Championship game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. Hey, I forgot what. I, okay, so Saints number one seed, we know that. And then, like I said, I take Seattle. I mean, I take. Yeah, Seattle over the Lions, and then they give me Seattle, and then I said Bucks over Cowboys, mm-hmm. and then Vikings, Forty Nine of Vikings, right? Yes. <clears throat> and then they get the Saints, the Forty Niners. Which is, I, we end up with that same matchup no matter what. Yeah. So, yeah. So then you got Saints, Saints 49ers and then Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys? No, that should be Bucks. You got yeah. the Bucks Cowboys in the 4-5 in the matchup? No, the four, my 4-5 four matchup would be Vikings 49ers. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, so 3-6, I would have the Bucks beating the Cowboys. So that's not right there. Because if I got the – if I got – yeah, it would be Saints-Bucks. It would be the Saints against the Buccaneers. In the second round. Yeah, the, second it round. Would be whoever is the lower seed. Because I'm looking at yours trying to figure out – I mean, I'm looking at mine thinking about yours. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It yeah, yeah. me a little bit. So it would be it would be Saints Bucks, mm-hmm. and it'd be Seattle against the Forty ers right? Which is fifty. Yeah, that would be a hell of a uh, second weekend. Um, but then of course I'm taking New Orleans. <laughs> I'm taking Seattle. So yeah, we it'd still be New Orleans Seattle. Okay. Are sure what you got? No, I actually don't. I have I have Bucks Saints in the in the NFC Championship game, and you have the Saints. I mean, you have the Bucks being able to avoid the Saints in the second round. Right. Yeah. Because I have 49ers being the lower seed. I have the 49ers beating the Vikings, and then uh, it would be Bucks over Cowboys, Seattle over Rams. So then that second round matchup would be Seattle, Tampa, New Orleans, 49ers. And then I have 49ers, Bucks. And then I have Bucks, Chiefs, Super Bowl. And let me tell you why. Because the as we progress into the season, the reason I have the Saints being the best team in the conference is because no preseason, these training camps, all this roster turnover that you have with all these teams, it is going to take Tampa a month to get to where they want to be. At least, yeah. But but then I feel like playoffs, Tom Brady, their roster, um, I just trust that they'll be able to move forward with their team and be the first team in the to have their home Super Bowl, whatever, just because they – the only question mark that I have about them is how good will their secondary play be? But again, when I was thinking about this, I was like, I don't know that there is a team in the league, honestly, 
I don't know that there's a team in the league that I could say, man, they got a secondary that's going to shut everything down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, when, when, I, when I think about what the difference is, I trust them being able to run a little bit more with Fournette. Because I, I told, we talked about this a couple of years in a row now that I feel like what's happening to the Saints. Now, I could be wrong, but this is just my opinion. Yeah. What's happening to the Saints when we get into these later months is they don't have anybody that I trust to just be like 20 times up the middle. That's it. That's what you're about to get when it's playoff football. If you take something away from us in the passing game, and and that when you run, when you go up against a team that has a that'll end up having what I think Tampa will have a good pass rush. I trust their front seven. I trust Tom Brady. And if they end up being what I think they'll be with Fournette and Ronald Jones, then I trust that team more than what I think they'll get from Kamara in the run game or Murray and 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 what version of Drew Brees we get by that point in the season because they lean so heavy on that passing game that it's just like I I think that the Bucks will be the team to win that matchup. And I can I, I, I can honestly see where you're coming from and how you could look at it like that. I look at it differently when I look at the
What's up, everybody? Check out Friendly Fire every Thursday as we discuss the latest and most intriguing topics in sports. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at FriendlyFire08.